Movies at the box office are huge business, a business currently on hold because of COVID-19. But in 2019, the 10 highest grossing films raked in over $13.2 billion worldwide. Number one on the list collected nearly $2.8 billion. You know the movie? Here's a hint. We got really lucky. Yeah. I know. A lot of people didn't. No, I can't help everybody. Sort of seems like you can. Not if I stop. I can put a pin in it right now and stop. Tony, trying to get you to stop has been one of the few failures of my entire life. Something tells me I should put it in a lockbox and drop it to the bottom of the lake. Go to bed. I'm guessing most listening to this have seen the movie this quote is from. Avengers Endgame was released in 2019 and was the culmination of a series of Marvel superhero movies, 23 to be exact. The series wove the stories of characters like Iron Man, Hulk, Thor, Black Widow, Captain America, and others in their ultimate battle to save the universe from the supervillain Thanos. If you've not seen any of the movies, you've missed a lot. It's a pretty epic series. Is it worth your time to go back and watch them all? Probably not. But nonetheless, I started off the episode with that clip for a reason. In the conversation, Tony Stark, whose alter ego is Iron Man, is talking to his wife, Pepper Potts. They have a young daughter, and they are living in a post-Thanos world. The supervillain has succeeded in his plan to wipe out half the world, leaving everyone without someone Actually, probably probably many someones they love. And in this conversation, Tony and Pepper are wrestling with this reality. They're wrestling with it not because they're unhappy. In fact, the life they've been able to carve out for themselves and their daughter is a safe, comfortable, satisfying life they don't want to lose. They're wrestling with it because Tony has figured out a way to right Thanos' wrongs, but to do it means they'll have to risk the life they have. It's a moment that frames the whole movie. Will those with the power to fight against evil risk themselves and those they love to join the fight? Of course, you know the answer to the question. It's a hero movie. Actually, it's a superhero movie. The more important question for breadcrumbs is this. What value does Endgame, or any movie or show for that matter, have for Christians? Is it merely entertainment, or can it be more? Welcome to the sixth episode of Season 2 of Breadcrumbs, our youth ministry podcast at Bread of Life Church. I'm Jason Lowe, the Youth Minister at Bread of Life. This season, we are talking about the theme, sacred versus secular. When we label certain activities as sacred or as secular, have we really considered how that influences the way we see the world? Have we thought about how it might hinder our faith? Is it even right or accurate to use such labels? 
In this episode, we explore the world of video entertainment. Movies, TV shows, and even YouTube. A movie like Endgame is quite clearly secular. The Christian faith of any of the characters is vague at best, and definitely irrelevant to the story, and any biblical references are merely incidental. If we contrast this to a film like God's Not Dead, a movie about a Christian college student forced to defend his faith against his philosophy professor, it might seem easy for us to define the sacredness or secularity of a movie or show. And it is pretty easy if that's how we want to define it. But I think there's a more helpful way to think about it. The best movies, the best shows, the ones that endure, are the best stories. Sure, sometimes our favorite movies are the ones with some kind of gimmick or a memorable character. But the movies that really make an impact, the ones that move us, are the ones with the best stories. And it shouldn't be a surprise. We're made for stories. How much easier is it to watch history when it's told through a story? How many of you, when listening to a sermon or Bible message, find yourself tuned out, frankly, kind of bored, only to be shaken from your stupor when the speaker says something like, it reminds me of the time when, fill in the story. We're made for stories. And our creator, he loves stories. His word to us is a story of epic proportions. The answers to our deepest questions that frame our human experience is communicated to us in the Bible, the greatest story of all. And here it's why it matters. The stories we tell through the films that we make can connect us to the deep answers about our human experience and can create echoes for us of the truths that are woven throughout the world. Let's go back to Avengers. We know, even before we watch the rest of the movie, that instead of choosing to protect what they have, Tony and Pepper will, indeed, choose to risk everything to save the world. Though it seems that evil has won, the heroes and Avengers, and one in particular, give their lives to hold on to and restore the universe they had lost. It's a great story and it clearly has echoes of the greatest story in history, the story of Jesus Christ. Now, before you think I'm saying that the Avengers are Jesus characters, I'll say it out loud. The Avengers are not Jesus characters. I 100% do not believe that the writers aimed to rewrite the gospel in the MCU. But I 100% do believe that self-sacrifice demonstrates a love that is compelling in any universe. Just listen to Tony Stark's speech from the end of the movie. Oh, and spoiler alert, skip the next 93 seconds of this episode if you don't want the parts of Endgame spoiled for you. Everybody wants a happy ending, right? But it doesn't always roll that way. Maybe this time. I'm hoping if you play this back, it's in celebration. I hope families are reunited. I hope we get it back and something like a normal version of the planet has been restored. If there ever was such a thing. 
universe now. If you told me 10 years ago that we weren't alone, let alone, you know, to this extent, I mean, I, I, I wouldn't have been surprised, but come on, who knew? The epic forces of darkness and light that have come into play. And for better or worse, that's the reality Morgan's gonna have to find a way to grow up in. So I thought I'd probably better record a little greeting in the case of an untimely death on my part. I mean, not that death at any time isn't untimely. This time travel thing that we're gonna try and pull off tomorrow, it's, it's, it's got me scratching my head about the survivability of home. That's the thing. And again, that's the hero gig. Part of the journey is the end. What am I even tripping for? Everything's gonna work out exactly the way it's supposed to. I love you 3,000. Here's the point. The themes that God has woven throughout his story, the story of the Bible, are the themes that show up in the best of the stories that we tell. Love, beauty, justice, glory, kingdom, courage, light, darkness, grace, mercy, power, goodness. And these echoes of truth are echoes of the sacredness of our world. They call us back to the story of the Creator and our place in that story. Of course, in many videos and movies that are looking to wrestle with the deep themes and truths of human experience, it's quite clear that some such videos bring a secular worldview to their story. Whether it's the exaltation of the human spirit or meaningless, the meaninglessness of the world, there are countless videos and stories that are powered by themes that are decidedly opposed to God and His Word. For example, the song This Is Me from The Greatest Showman starring Hugh Jackman is a pivotal scene in the movie. But the theme in the song declares that there are few wrongs, if any, greater than the wrong of shame or being shamed for who you are. This is quite different than the story of the Bible, where the greatest wrong is rebellion against and rejection of our Creator, which is something of which we should be deeply ashamed. So when we think about the quote-unquote Christianness of the videos we watch, it's not enough to limit our categories to the direct Christian references in the characters or the plot. We can find echoes, and maybe even some of the most powerful echoes, in videos that we are inclined to label secular. Or we may find that even films that make direct claims to be Christian actually come from a worldview that isn't consistent with the Bible. Now, the reality you and I both know is that not all videos or shows or movies are looking to wrestle with the deep themes and truths of human experience. YouTube channels like PewDiePie or 5-Minute Crafts or Dude Perfect aren't really interested in telling deep, powerful stories that touch us at the core of who we are. They're interested in entertaining us so that we subscribe and watch and add to their popularity. So what about the sacredness of these kinds of videos? Because based on the survey that some of you took about your video watching habits, YouTube is a daily habit and your content categories are all over the place. 
educational, cooking, lifestyle, video games, sports, news, fashion, music. It seems silly to dig around for echoes of truth in one of Ninja's Fortnite videos. So does that make these videos secular? Well, every video that's made is made with a worldview. That worldview comes through in the script, the voice of the narrator. It comes through in the nature of the video's content. What makes a video secular is how opposed its worldview is to the worldview of scripture and what the impact of the video is on the watcher. So if we're assessing a Fortnite video by Ninja, what can we say? We might talk about the commentary provided by Ninja. What does he talk about? What is his attitude as he speaks? What words does he choose? We might talk about Fortnite, the video game. What is the nature of the game? How does Ninja play the game? But we also might talk about the impact such a video has on the watcher. How does it influence our attitude about video games? About Fortnite? About how we use our time? About how we think about the world or other people? Does it encourage cynicism? Optimism? Does it encourage me to value people the way that God does? Does it encourage prejudice or injustice? Every video we watch has a worldview. As we finish our discussion about videos, here are some suggestions to become a wiser watcher. First, know the truths and themes of God's story, the Bible, and make a habit of seeing these truths and themes in the world around you. Second, look for the truths and themes every video is communicating, and realize that sometimes that communication is built into the assumptions of the Creator. It isn't obvious or explicit. And third, consider how you are reacting and responding to the videos you watch. Romans 12.2 says, Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, His good, pleasing, and perfect will. What we watch undoubtedly has an effect on our minds and the way we see the world and ourselves. I encourage you, watch wisely. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Breadcrumbs. See you next month.